Welcome to the podcast of the Waynesboro Church of Christ. This is Mitchell, and today's lesson we're going to be looking at a familiar passage from Ephesians chapter 6, and it's where Paul's talking to the church at Ephesus about putting on the whole armor of God, and he's giving this, this closing lesson to these Christians and encouraging them to be strong in the Lord and and how that they're going to be fighting this spiritual battle. And so many of us today have issues and struggles that uh, we have trouble identifying. And that's what this lesson is about, is about identifying where these struggles, where these problems, where these things that are battling against us began and and how how do we go about standing and the title of the lesson is is taken from this verse in in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse uh, 13 that we put on the full armor of God and when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand and Paul is reminding us as he concludes this letter, that, that, that we're part of something bigger. That there's this whole other thing going on. And just as it was true for the church in Ephesus in the first century, it's true for us today. We get so caught up in what's happening in our world today. What's happening on the news? What's happening in, in, our, in our local news, in the national news? What's happening when we completely ignore what's happening in what Paul calls that spiritual realm? Because we play a part in this. And he's reminding of us that, that, that we play an important role in, in this in this war, this battle that's taking place that a lot of people don't even know is, exists. Because they either refuse to believe or they've never been taught. He describes this battle, this battle at work in, this, in the spiritual realm, as well as these tools that God's given to us to equip us so that we can ensure victory. So it's just put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then on the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which was with you, which with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is 
the Word of God. It's helpful for us to remember this struggle. But it's also helpful for us to not only remember, but to read and to acknowledge that this struggle that we're going through is not really against people. Even though it might seem like our opposition is, is coming from other people sometimes. That we are pressed and pressed hard by, by, by other people and that, that we may seem like things are being, being pressured against us and maybe even like a, a whole segment of people are against us. It's not really people that are against us. Instead, we need to be aware that our struggle is, as Paul puts it, against the rulers and the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Folks, we have this problem. The problem of evil and the problem of the devil and how pervasive that it he has become and has taken over our world. And not only has he taken over our world, but he has taken over even people who are proclaiming to be Christians. And so we battle these forces. And we scratch our heads and sometimes we feel like so much is against us. And we lash out. Now there's plenty of places in Scripture where the Bible tells us to defend truth. There's plenty of places in Scripture where we are told to take a stand because that's what he's doing here. It says, be sure you're placing your efforts. Be sure that you're focusing on the things that are causing all these problems. If we take our battle to the one that's causing all of the problem, the devil, by helping others, Find Jesus in their life. We solve most of the problems that we face in this world. Satan will try to distract us. He'll try to deflect the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous. He does so by trying to get us to focus on other people. Instead of him, he's often called the master of deception or the deceiver or the deceitful one. Because all Satan has to do, all the devil has to do, is to get you distracted. One of the greatest dangers that you face as you drive down the road today is distracted driving. Something that 10 years ago 
was very little he could be distracted by changing the radio station. But how many people drove down the road 10 years ago reading a book? I was once driving down the road in Nashville when I was in, in, in college. I was going uh, from the apartment I lived in to class. At a red light, I look over next to me, and there's a lady, and she's putting on makeup at the red light, but she didn't stop when we took off. And I thought, how crazy. The next day, I'm stopped at maybe the same red light, I don't remember, but I see a man with an electric razor, and then he's shaving at the red light. Now we have these devices and and man, if, if that thing dings and you get a text, if you get a message or you get a phone call or a notification of some sort, you have to reply. You have to pick it up right then. It doesn't matter if you're driving at 80 miles an hour down the interstate. I mean, you have to acknowledge, right? Distraction is a danger. And we acknowledge that. We acknowledge that you can be distracted and it's a bad thing when you have control of a vehicle and, and your life is in your hands and other people's lives that are sharing the road with you. You have their lives in your hands, but in our spiritual lives, the devil realizes the same thing. All he has to do is distract you over here. To take your eyes off of the goal. Let's take this. If, I want, if he can get your focus off of Jesus and onto something else, he's one. Let me grab that focus. And let's shift it from a person that's living every day for Jesus. And let's focus them on this individual or this group who's bothering them. Because once we have our focus turned, the devil has a strike where he desires. No longer focusing on the one that matters. Maybe you have experience something similar to this by driving down the road and also if you say hey I've never experienced that distraction I've, I've never shaved with an electric razor going down the road now I, I can join you in that group I've never put on makeup driving down the road I can join you in that group I can't say I've never looked at my phone or responded to a text real quick. Try not to now. To realize how dangerous it is. But have you ever been driving down the road? Heading to a place that's so familiar? And all of a sudden you arrive in the parking lot and you think, wait a minute. How did I get here? I remember leaving my house 
I remember passing this certain point, but I don't remember the last 20 minutes. Folks, that's distraction. Have you ever been driving and, and, and you know where you're going, but you miss your turn and you get lost? That's harder for us here in Waynesboro to get lost. Even though we have tons of miles of roads, there's not really that many places to go. They all link back up to two or three major roads. We'll find our way back out sometime. But have you ever been driving maybe in a big town in Nashville or somewhere and you knew where you were going and been to that doctor's office before? You've been to this place before and you missed your exit. You missed your turn. And before you knew it, you were lost. You knew you were close to your intended location, but you had no idea how to get there. And you had to stop and ask for directions. This is what the devil tries to do to us on a daily basis. You see, he realizes, especially with a group that's in church at Six o'clock on Sunday night, the night after, time has changed and it's still sunlight outside, and it's one of the first more beautiful days we've had all in a while. And you could be out doing anything outside right now, but you're here. And so he realizes he's not going to get you to completely turn away and disavow Jesus. Not going to do it. But if he can just get you to change your focus, if he can get you mad at someone enough that you stop thinking about Jesus and you turn your focus toward a different cause, maybe it's a cause that you feel like even is for Jesus. A side issue of, of, of that has nothing to do with salvation. That has nothing to do with whether or not we'll stand before God justified. The devil knows the scripture. When he tempted Jesus in the wilderness, that's how he did it. By quoting scripture. So don't you ever think that because you're here on a Sunday night and you plan to be back here on a Wednesday night and you'll be here Sunday, that the devil can't approach you and distract you because he can't. And he'll try. And all he has to do is distract you enough to get you to a point where you think, I'm not really lost. I know where I'm at. I know where I'm going. I know it's right over there. So as long as I know it's right over there and I'm right here, I'm fine. Don't you be comfortable with that. And then we read and we continue looking at what Paul talks about. This familiar verse. If you've ever been through a vacation Bible school, if you've ever participated as an adult in vacation Bible school, I guarantee you, you've done the full armor of God before. It's great. What a great visual of all the tools that God gives to us. You know each one of these and you know the details behind them, which is why I'm not going to spend 
about how great it is to have, have that belt of truth. Well, we know this. But of all this equipment that Paul lists in this, in this passage, and you know this too, there's only one weapon that he lists that isn't for defense. One offensive weapon. The rest are purely for defense. The one weapon that he gives us is the sword of the Spirit, which he says is the Word of God. How are you doing wielding the sword of the Lord? You could ask it in a better question. Some of, some of you are familiar with the, the popularity of these older period um, shows that are on television now that, that, that you can watch medieval nights or, or people maybe even uh, in, 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 in fantasy worlds that live in, a, in, that, in that kind of time where in the gun, there's no guns. They have these epic sword battles. There's a television show on the History Channel called Vikings, and they 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 show these epic Viking battles based on history, fighting with swords and fighting with axes and fighting with all these these crude weapons. How many of you think? up a sword today and go into battle and last. The real sword. No hands. If you're going into battle with someone like those Vikings or, or, or the English people who they would go and raid into their country who were also skilled in battle with swords, None of us would stand a chance. We'd have to get lucky to even get a blow on you. Because that's what they did. All day. Every day. Was prepared for battle with those swords. With those weapons. How are you doing at using the only weapon that God has given to you? To fight this battle in the spiritual realm. He's given us the Word of God. And for everything that we have, for the hard copies that we have, for the copies that you have that are in your pocket on your phone or on your laptop at home or your tablet that you may have with you this evening, do you know how to wield the sword of the Lord? The sword of the Holy Spirit. In other words, are you familiar with it? When the devil approaches you in the guise of a question answered by someone, do you immediately recognize, hey, there's something wrong with that? When someone stands in a pulpit and preaches, and you 
hear them preach. Are you ever peaked to say, you know what? I'm going to write that down. That doesn't, I don't, I'm not sure about that. I'm going to go home. I'm going to have the Berean spirit and I'm going to check and make sure that what Mitchell said is the truth. I hope that you do. I don't ever want to stand before you and teach anything that is false or even close to it. But if I do, you're my friend. If you come back and you say, hey, I want to study with you about this that you talked about. Because it raised a question to me. Let's sit down and discuss it. But if you're not familiar with your sword, if you're not familiar with the Word of God, someone who is much better skilled at public speaking than myself can stand before you and they can talk you into just about anything. They can talk to you until you believe that what they're telling you
we might leave spreading the gospel fearlessly, effectively, courageously, and boldly. And people, the devil is not going to give up. The more we come back, the more we fight back, the more he fights. What Paul's doing is reminding us of that biblical narrative. Makes it clear throughout the entire history. God loves you. And He loves to answer the prayers of His people. Big things, small things, we should pray. Prayer makes a difference. There is nothing greater to pray for than your own salvation and salvation of others. Maybe you're here this evening. Maybe you're here this evening as a Christian and, and you realize that as, at some point in your life when you put on that full armor of God, you never really grew into that armor. Maybe you never, as, as you began your Christian walk, you, you never took seriously that charge or never understood that encouragement to learn how to wield the sword of the Spirit. It's time for us today, together, collectively, to do just that. We should be known in our corner of the world as people of the book, as a people when there's a question about Scripture, I don't know the answer. But you can go to somebody that's a member of the Waynesboro Church of Christ and they'll give you the answer. We're not that people today. Shame on us. That doesn't mean we have to say that way. Right. Begin tonight. Study your Scripture. Know your word of God. Be prepared for the battle that's already taking place around you. Maybe you're here this evening and you're not a Christian. I encourage you. As I said, this battle is taking place. We are fortunate. We have the word of God. If you turn to the very end of the Bible, the book of Revelation, a lot of people are scared for the book of Revelation for one reason. It, it, it has... It's written in a, in a type of literature that we're not familiar with. It's decipherable. You can study it and you can understand it. The overarching message of Revelation is this. There is a battle of good versus evil. God versus the devil. You need to pick a side. Then we're given a clue, a glimpse. Imagine, if you will, the Super Bowls just a few weeks ago. First of all, imagine if you knew it was going to be as boring as it was. You wouldn't waste your time watching it. But imagine if you knew who won before it even started. 
Now, we don't talk about man anymore. I don't talk about any of that. Because I'm quite sure, you know, but would it be gambling if you knew the outcome? That's a joke. We're not. Would you have watched it? You're not a Patriots fan. You're not a Falcons fan. Or Rams fan. They played that land. Would you have watched it? If the outcome was sure, how many of you have watched a replay of that boring game? Here is the whole of the matter. We are in a battle of good versus evil. God has given us a way to get on the side of good, his side. And we know good wins in the end. Don't make it exciting for the devil. Get on the winning side and do it today. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God? Will you repent of your sins, confess Him before Him, and be baptized? It's that simple. If you need to respond to the invitation, why don't you do so right now? Always It's our prayer that you've been blessed by this podcast. We encourage you to subscribe to this podcast as it continues to grow. There will be more and more lessons and content for your encouragement and your blessing. In the meantime, if you're looking for more information about the Waynesboro Church of Christ, you can go to our website at waynesborochurchofchrist.com.